0: Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey guys, today you are on my way somewhere with me again. (laughs) We are headed down to pick paint for um, a set for our latest musical. So it's actually really fun, it's exciting. Um, it's also a little bit hard because it's in the middle of the day and there's a million things going on, but that's okay. It's fun. And here we are, here you are on my adventure. So I'm not driving obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's not obvious. I'll just make that clear. Uh, my friend's driving. Okay. So today I wanted to talk to you about overcoming adversity. I feel like thankful. I feel so thankful for some of the weirdest people in my life. I feel like the people that have pained me the most have demanded the most growth out of my life. And at the time, I, I felt so confused by any weird situation, any adversity, any misunderstanding, and it brought so much hurt. But what I've learned is that those weird moments birth the greatest fruit so some of the hardest personality types that I have to work with or have had to work with ultimately demand that I rise above or that I change my strategy or that I am more kind or not provoking or whatever it makes me assess it makes me sit and think and go what is going on in this situation is this because of the nature of this person what's the common denominator me that's another thing is I'll check okay hold on do, have I heard this a million times? Like what this person is saying? Well, the, like if somebody says, you know, you don't get things back to me fast enough, for example. I haven't heard that. But if somebody said you don't get things fa- back to me fast enough, I would stop and think, is this an outlier or have I heard this a million times? And then I think, okay, this is circumstantial because of what I've been going through or or I think, okay, how can I improve this? And I, I check myself first. Instead of being defensive, I used to go, uh, I had it on your desk or I thought five days was fast enough or like I would be defensive and my initial instinct would be protect myself. You hurt me. I hurt you. And I've learned that that doesn't get my long-term results that I want. It gets my short-term results that I want to, I want to poke you with a fork really quick. <laughs> Why a fork? I don't know but I want to poke you really fast because you hurt me. So I want to hurt you back. It doesn't have to be a permanent hurt, but just like for a moment. And then I've learned that instinct doesn't serve me well in the long run. It just serves me for a moment to feel better because I feel upset that that person did that. And I received a text yesterday from somebody who I really love and I know they really love me. And the text was so snarky. And I'm like, what is this about? So my first reaction is like, what is wrong with you is what was rising up in my head and heart because it felt so um, rough. The verbiage was so weird. And I thought, this is so rude. And then I stopped for a second and I thought, what's going on with this person? What are they thinking? How are they feeling? And I put myself in their shoes. And from a position of love, I called them and I just said, hey, your text was pretty intense. I think I'm trying to remember exactly what my verbiage was, but I basically was saying, dang. (laughs) And I directly addressed it. And I said, but I quickly said, I realized you're probably stressed out and frustrated because you haven't gotten an answer and you believe I'm part of getting that answer. And so I was saying, I see where you're coming from, which I did. I don't say stuff that I don't mean. It's not like a manipulative. I said this and then they said this because that doesn't work. That's weird. But I said, I just tried to think of it from their point of view. There's no way they would lash out at me unless they thought I was in the way and stopping them from doing a good job at what they were attempting. And so I, and that they also thought that I was safe enough to be honest with and to kind of, to put out a little bit of a, an injury towards, (laughs) Um, and it's just a little bit of a mean text, but I just thought let's stop and let's think of our, our long game. Let's think of our long-term game here. So I called them back and I I just said, Hey, after I did the dang, are you okay? What's going on? And then I said, Hey, I could see, I said, Hey, I can see how you would feel frustrated because you feel like the answer was in my hands, but I have nothing more to offer the situation. This is what I said. This is, you know, and I actually said, I thought we talked about this like five times. And then they said, I only remember talking about it one time. So then I thought, okay, okay. This is a deeper situation than this right here on the surface. And instead of trying to be right, I tr- I decided I want to love on this person and let them off the hook because obviously there's more to the story because there's no way they're this upset about my contribution to this decision. And so I just want to encourage you to play the long game, like play the long game. And what I mean by that is you don't need a short term quip to make yourself feel better. Instead, think, I really love this person and I want to have the right dynamics in my office or in my household or with my friends or whatever. And I don't want to just be right for a minute. I want to have a great dynamic that's safe between us for a long term instead of, for a short term. And so I just want to encourage you with that. And I think about so many people that have given me an opportunity to grow. And trust me, you could be someone that I've given you plenty of room to grow, meaning I've upset or provoked or done something that annoyed you and that you had to rise above. So this isn't a one way street. I know that I contribute to the lives around me in positive ways and sometimes negative ways. I don't mean to ever. I never intentionally set out to think I'm going to be really annoying right now and force this person to have to rise above. <laughs> Who does? If you do, I feel like that's like really scary. That's like criminal minds stuff, you know. But instead, we just do the best that we can. And then sometimes we're idiots or sometimes we're going too fast and don't describe what we mean Clearly, or sometimes we just send a text fast before we edit it with smiley faces and and we're kind and think about the way it's going to feel showing up to the other person. And I am just learning every year that goes by how important people are in my life. And I only want to contribute positively as much as it's up to me. And I don't want to jab people, I don't want to hurt people, I don't want in that moment that you're upset. I don't want to say things that go so deep that it's really hard to pull those things out because they have a toxic venom to them. I've done that before. Um, honestly, I used to do that a lot because that's all I knew. And then I identified it and recognized it. And I realized how much it hurts me when people say things that are abrasive and abrupt and not thoroughly thought through. And I just learned I don't want to be like that. And so I have worked so hard to discipline myself to be mature in the moment of fire and to not use haste as my guide and to use pain as my guide and to say, this hurt my feelings. So now I'm going to hurt your feelings or you guys did this and I look like an idiot. And I, you know, instead I think, hold on, there's probably a really good reason that this person thought of this, or I must have not communicated clearly if this was hard to execute. If this is my result, I obviously didn't paint the vision clearly. And I used to think, why can't you hear the vision clearly? And I learned who who is the person that's in common with not getting the right results? Me. So I started getting really clear. Let me send you a picture of the wardrobe of what I see. Let me, let me type the words so you know exactly what I mean. Let me record it. Let me write it down so plain that it is so clear. There's no interpretation in me saying a bright yellow. Everybody has a different image for what a bright yellow is. So I have just learned, I am going to do my best to make it abundantly clear so that everybody, this is the swatch, this is the color I mean. And so I'm leaving as little up to the imagination as possible now in my leadership. And I'm working to do that with everything. This is the size, this is the color, this is what I'm going for, this is the texture, this is how heavy the pages are. And it just makes it so much easier to follow a picture that's clear. Instead of being frustrated that people can't read your mind, make the vision clear. Even in a household, this is something that's interesting. There will be different people that do things that the people in my closest circle know this frustrates her, this upsets her, um, she hates this. And then it'll be like, oh my gosh, listen this person to this person. And I'm like, listen, they didn't know that that was important to me. So you cannot be held to a standard that you don't know about. It's not fair. It's not fair to say, hey, it was really important that you were at that, that meeting that was optional. It's like a trick. It's like, it's an optional meeting, but I really wanted you to want to be there and you weren't there. So it hurt me or Or it's offensive that you weren't there to hear the vision, but I didn't tell you you needed to be there. Like, those are tricks. That's crazy. So, instead, it's like, this is really important to me. And then if somebody doesn't hit it after you've made it abundantly clear and poured your heart out, that's another story. But if people don't know what the mark is, how in the world can they hit it? It's crazy. It's like trying to find a bullseye that you don't know where it is. So, I just want to encourage you in your relationship dynamics... Whatever's going on around you, I have. I'm trying. I'm always fighting for a win-win. And yesterday, I was on the phone with uh, the guy I've been working with for years, the lighting guy, and I love this guy. And knew he's going into a meeting, and so we just had a brief phone call. And I know what's important to him. He knows what's important to me. And we just had a brief, a really quick conversation. And it's just trying to understand the people that you work with, what's important to them, and kind of work on being better for each other. I don't know, it just it's just so nice. It's just so I don't know, it's awesome. You just keep going with people. But I will say this, I got really 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 upset this morning. It happens like twice a year that I got this upset. And this it happened this morning. <laughs> and uh, I'm not making eye contact with my friend who's in the car because she knows about the situation, but it was one of those things that I'm like, having. I had to calm myself down and I had to work through it. But it feels like someone's like intentionally an- antagonizing and provoking you. But you realize this is just the way that they are. This is the way they come about things. But I also know you don't always have to work with people that are so antagonistic. But guess what? Sometimes you do. Sometimes they're your family. Sometimes they're, you know, your closest people that that aren't going anywhere and you have to learn how to navigate these really bizarre relationships or these different dynamics. And this could be said about me. My personality could rub some people the wrong way. I doubt it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding, but nobody is everybody's favorite as much as everybody loves the movie elf. I'm sure somebody hates it. I think it's amazing, but that kind of helps keep it in perspective. So many things are just up for opinion and, you can build your life intentionally and the people that are supposed to be in your life and in your world, in your circle, I am very careful about who I truly listen to and who, who's allowed in my intimate heart. I'm very careful about it. And I just think you have to intelligently design your life. And I've talked before about a life board. You, uh, you hear about companies having a board and all the, they come before the board to speak about all these things that are crucial to the health of the company. How much more so should your life have a team of people that you go to and say, does this feel right? Does this sound right? And I have that and I've worked intent. I've worked. I have labored for those relationships and I fight for them and we fight for each other. And it's so crucial to my development, to my advancement and to my authenticity to have those anchors around me that are constantly holding up a mirror saying, what's going on? This doesn't feel like you. Or, are you okay? Are you resting enough? Or wow, this was great. Good job. Or I'm so proud of you. Or what the heck? Or whatever. <laughs> and at any given day, I can hear a lot of those different things from them. But I know they have my best interest at heart. They don't have any money in the pot. And that's crucial because I have voices in my, I have lots of different people um, that I'm listening to, voices that I speak to, entrepreneurs, businessmen, all kinds of strategic thinkers. And I love talking to them, but it really helps having those relationships that are only relationships of the heart. And it really guides our trust. And I understand that there's nothing more to this than what it's intended to be which is structured for safety and health in the dynamics of our relationship and it's so cool to have somebody go I don't know it feels weird or this is the best thing ever and it just helps you to guide I don't base all my decisions on them but I make sure to run by big life-changing decisions to make sure I'm not just too close to the situation to properly assess and so I just want to encourage you to be careful who you're listening to and to be wise when you structure your life and if you can you know make sure to have the right kind of voices it's it's just important and sometimes people drive you crazy like this morning I'm like oh my gosh some people demand growth. Like this morning, it was one of those situations where I'm like, I better count to 10. I need to hang up and I need to recover. It didn't take long, but I hung up for a second and I just said, let me gather myself. And I did. And then I called right back and I'm like, Hey girl, what's up? She wasn't the one, but she had to bear the news of the one. So Anyway, it's all good. We're all growing. We're all a work in progress. And if we were to interview that person, they would probably explain a very understandable point of view. And so we're, we're I get it. I get it. I get it. But I will say some of the people that bug you the most need you the most. And I've heard that said a million times. I'm sure you have too, but it's true. But it doesn't mean you have to be best friends with them either. <laughs> Keep them in the right spot. So Sometimes your highest point of frustration can come from a situation that demands the greatest growth and you become a better version of yourself because of it. I literally want to go around and thank the people that have hurt me and that have annoyed me and that have misunderstood me and that have spoken on my behalf that I'm like, what are you talking about? Like the weirdest things that people will say that I said, I'm like, does that sound like me? because that I didn't say that. (laughs) And then you just go, Oh, well, I forgive them. And it's probably from a whole telephone train of confusing things. Or maybe I did say it. And I didn't mean it that way. You never know. Awesome. I'm going into the paint store. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back to talk more soon.